0: And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Only on the BetQL Network.
1: And welcome on in, everybody. Tapped Out here on the BetQL Network. Brendan Tobin here. I will have Sean Levine shortly. We are working through some technicalities. You know, the beauty of we all doing a show, three cities, four cities apart. But appreciate everybody tuning on in, being run by Jake Noker. We got an exciting show coming up for everybody. We got the champ joining the show today, Johnny Eblen, the Bellator middleweight champ who's going to be in action next week as Bellator makes its debut on CBS. So uh, we will have him and uh, discuss his, his, uh, his title reign and everything that's coming with it. He is going to be on the Fedor Ryan Bader card. He is the co-main event. So... Looking forward to talking to the Human Cheat Code, who, of course, trains down here at American Top Team, which is a hotbed, and American Top Team getting uh, some big news in the last couple of days. Because yesterday, we had Dana White, who, you know, comes out and does this little tease, like a little rascal. He comes out and he goes, 30 minutes, everybody, big announcement. Which is kind of an odd thing. He's never really done that. They're going to be streaming it all on social media. And there's one thing that drives me nuts about this. Number one. You're late. I mean, like, if you're going to say you're going to be there at 5 o'clock, you be there at 5 o'clock. You don't do the thing at 545. I don't know what the hell was going on there. Maybe he was having connection issues too. Maybe that was the issue for Dana White. But he comes in here. He's on this uh, in this studio by himself and is, like, running down all of the great fights that they have coming up, which they do. They have uh, some great pay-per-views. We're going to break them all down. I'm sure we're going to get a lot of guys on from the card. But it's not really anything new. Uh, you know, going through basically everything through March. We just got the big news last week, of course, of John Jones's return against Cyril Ghan. And so, all right, wh- where's the big surprise? And then finally, he gets to the big one, which was their pay-per-view coming up in April. He announced that we're getting finally the rematch between Israel Adesanya versus Alex Bejeda. So they will be rematching for the middleweight championship of the world cool we all figured we were going to get that fight and then on top of that a little cherry on top the co-main event is going to be gilbert burns against jorge masvidal and if you guys know me that is a south florida special that one is going to be very very exciting and uh, a lot on the line in that one now this one was teased in some previous news cycles gilbert burns thought this was going to be the fight that he had in I believe December, then he thought that it was going to be the fight that he had in Brazil, but Masvidal, who is you know dealing with some stuff uh, outside of the cage, he's dealing with some issues that relate to him punching Colby Covington in the face outside a restaurant, so apparently that has been a hang-up of him being able to train the way he wants. I don't know, maybe he wanted to get Gilbert Burns off of a win, what the strategy there was, I'm not quite sure, but we finally have these two that are going to step into a cage and the interesting thing about this especially for me as you guys know i'm due the show out here in miami it appears that this fight is going to take place in jorge masvidal's hometown of miami florida which is not hosted a ufc in jeez i think we're talking 2003 i think was the last one with well, the last time that it was at then american airlines arena it is now miami date arena so that's a hell of a fight I mean, it it is a it is a fun fight. There's a lot of drama crossover. It's a it's a big one within the weight class, and in a lot of ways, it's a do or die fight for Jorge Masvidal if he's ever going to get into contention again. He's riding a three fight loss streak. You're going against another guy who is a great grappler, a huge submission artist, and not surprisingly, the odds are quite long against Jorge Masvidal right now. So it's a uh, it, it's a it's a it's a big probably career shifting fight for him. And then for Gilbert Burns, it's a highly publicized fight. You're going to get an opportunity to have a big Brazilian crowd there, maybe in South Florida to be Jorge Masvidal in his hometown. So it is a monster on both ends of it, and uh, and very, very, uh, very, very exciting, especially for me because uh, as I will tell Sean many a times, I plan on being. It uh, it is not finalized for Miami, but if it is, you can you can bet your bottom dollar, your boys, going to be cage side to see. Whatever the hell happens there, which could be, you know, quick work for Gilbert Burns, or maybe this is the the resurrection of Street Jesus. We have to find out. Who knows? It's it's very very exciting. That card on top of the middleweight championship re, rematch. I gotta say they've come out strong out of the gate these first four months. We were talking about state of the UFC, but they are they are delivering pretty strong in these uh, in these first. Plus we got Conor McGregor news this week. You know he's he's uh, you know outside of him getting hit by a bike. But if he is able to survive all Lance Armstrong activities, then maybe uh, we'll see him possibly in a fight soon against uh, Tony Ferguson. So are we good here with Sean, Jake? Are we uh, able to get my boy in here? What's going on, man? What are you What Are you getting? You studying Patrick Mahomes' film? Are you getting too busy with that right now?
0: No, that's not necessary. That's already taken care of. Although I should have known that as so- soon as you go solo for a couple of minutes, I come back on and you're honking about your boy Jorge Masvidal, you've been telling the people that he's going to
1: win that fight, have you? Because you've seen the odds. There's no I haven't said that, actually. I think it's a really hard fight for him, to be honest with you. Um, it's not yeah. an easy one to come back from. And it's interesting that it's finally happening, but I think the incentive of if it's going to be in his hometown, he's not going to want to miss an opportunity like that. Now, it's not finalized to be down here. But, yeah, that's a that's a, that's a a tough, tough fight for him. Gilbert's no joke. We saw what he did to Neil Magny last week. He was a buzzsaw, dude. The odds that surprised
0: me on car like was actually in the main event. Like, did I see this right? Is, is he favored? How, how many times does Izzy need to lose to the same guy before he becomes an underdog? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, I, I understand that Israel Adesanya is probably, if you're talking about most accomplished resumes in the game right now, He's got one of the top two or three, but also he's coming off a loss to this guy. When he kickboxed him a couple of times before, he lost to Perea both those times. I don't get it. It feels like
1: you should empty your bank account on the other side. What am I missing here? Uh, I'm guessing that it's mostly just people watching the the majority of that fight and feeling like he he had it in the bag up until getting knocked out, but I don't disagree with your logic on that. I feel... Like he has been in competition with this guy many a times, and he's lost. But I, I think that's just a respect to a guy for his longevity, for him reigning as long as he have in the uh, in the division, and and for the majority of that fight, it's not it's not unsimilar to what's going on with Usman and Leon Edwards. It's just that you you know, I mean, they've they've technically now split in their two fights, but you know, I think people still have faith that Izzy could get it done. Yeah, I know it's an easy comparison, right? Because, like, both the guys, Izzy, longtime
0: champion, Usman champion, those guys have said before they won't fight each other because they're boys, all that type of connection. But I actually didn't see the fights all the stats similar. Like, I, Le, Leon's was one of the biggest long-shot Hail Marys that I can ever remember. It didn't feel that way necessarily with Izzy. Like, Izzy, even at the beginning, of the end you could kind of see it coming a little bit whereas leon i mean i remember i thought that fight was completely over with and then you texted me and you're like 10 seconds ahead of me at all times so i shouldn't have looked down and you were like that's the wildest s i've ever seen and i looked down i didn't know what you were talking about until i looked at my tv screen i just felt those were different like if you told me that izzy goes out there and wins the fight i'm not going to be surprised when we do see the rematch i mean How much money do you think is going to come in on Leon to beat Usman? I don't think Leon has much of a chance at all.
1: Leon's great. Leon's underrated. Leon did beat Usman, but he can't beat him again, right? See, this is is weird with the the Leon and Usman thing, because the thing that if I was Leon and I was able to pull a a victory off like that, having basically a a fight where I was getting my butt kicked that badly, I feel like I'm going to have a a game plan where I'm not going to be as gun-shy the next time around. You know, I think there are some questions about Usman and his health, his durability, how long he's holding up. Um, you know, I think those are all valid, valid questions going into this one. With with Izzy, I mean, he was he was doing what he typically does. I think it's just a question of, is he going to get caught again? I mean, you're talking about one of these guys who is just one of the best defensive strikers in there and, and making people miss and making people look silly. Now, with Pajada... He's had the magic touch with them every time. Doesn't matter the sport, doesn't matter the uh, you know the venue. It doesn't matter where it seems to be. So I think for him, the question is, you know, can he erase it? I think if anybody's going to go into this with a with a a head problem, it's probably going to be Izzy. Even though he comes in there with a a brashness of confidence, I don't know how that can't mess with you a little bit after what's been the result in kickboxing and MMA. It's only a kick.
0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. It's Bengals Chiefs, bro. It's what I'm living right now, where I think most people will tell you the Chiefs is a better team and Mahomes is the better quarterback, but they've played three times. They've played here. They've played there. They've played in the playoffs. And Joe Burrow's team came out on top each time. So I'm just saying, Izzy's the better fighter, the more accomplished, all those different things, at least to this point in his career, at least in the UFC. But sometimes we just meet that dude that we can't beat speaking of coming up we're gonna break things down with johnny eblin the current ufc bellator middleweight champion and he was able to figure out one gegard mousasi probably the biggest name right now in bellator went down to our next fighter we're gonna break it down coming up with him in just a little bit and then after that we'll completely recap ufc 283 we will recalibrate the program if you will with my producer jake Noahker and of course my trusted cohort, he is Brendan Tobin. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine, and you tapped out. You're locked into the BetQL network.